Hey Dreadheads, John here. And before we start the new episode, I want to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Schedule 35. Schedule 35 is the gold standard when it comes to psilocybin microdosing. Studies from Johns Hopkins, the Imperial College of London, and many more have shown that psilocybin works by creating new neural networks in the brain, which help boost focus, creativity, mood enhancement, and can help fight addiction. I personally microdose with Schedule 35 to battle my anxiety and depression, and the results so far have exceeded any benefits I saw from taking prescribed serotonin reuptake inhibitors for close to a decade. Psilocybin, when taken thoughtfully at sub-hallucinogenic levels, can sharpen your focus, hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, open your heart, and ease your anxiety. Schedule 35 takes a science-backed approach to microdosing mushrooms. They precisely measure out every dose, they verify the age of every one of their customers, they ship discreetly, and better yet, they give you a microdosing regimen that allows you to enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects. So head over to schedule35.co and use coupon code STDPOD, that's S-T-D-P-O-D, to enjoy 15% off your first order. You must be 19 or older in Canada and 21 or older in the U.S. to purchase. Once you verify your ID on their website, you'll receive an invite code to proceed with your purchase. While not legal in the U.S., several states have decriminalized and or deprioritized psilocybin, with many others petitioning for the same change. Schedule 35 operates from a decriminalized zone and still advises that all sales are up to customer discretion and advises customers to be aware of their municipal and state laws. Dreadheads, I'm not a doctor, and I'm sorry this ad is taking so long, but I wanted to tell you how microdosing has benefited me in my daily life so far. Like millions of other people, I wanted to radically improve my mental health in a way that current medicine just hasn't been able to provide. With Schedule 35, I've not only seen the results, but I feel them every day. So visit Schedule35.co today and learn about the microdosing revolution. If you think it's right for you, be sure to use coupon code S. TDPod at checkout to get 15% off of your first purchase. The link will be provided in the description below. And remember to use coupon code STDPOD, that's STDPOD, for 15% off of your first purchase. Dreadheads, I'm John. And I'm Joe. And welcome to episode 45 of the Spread the Dread podcast, where we are going to be covering tortures and executions, part six. Let's get right into it, Joe. For those old and new, what's the most dreadful website on the entire internet? <laughs> Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. That's right. There you're going to find links to our podcasts. Uh, what else? BitChute. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube, which is definitely be on BitChute and YouTube so that you could check out our video series, which we also do in audio only on all the podcast sites as well of Fright Flick, Fuck, Mary Kill this upcoming uh, Friday actually so two days if you're listening to this on release day we are going to be reco- uh, we're going to be covering a really new movie uh, that's exclusively I think on Screenbox it's called All Jacked Up All Jacked Up and Full of Worms yes uh, so I think that if you pay attention to horror you've probably heard about it good, bad or whatever so uh, yeah definitely want to tune in on YouTube or BitChute for that on Friday. And then if you don't want to do that, of course, they are going to be on Spotify, Apple, and everything else. Uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram, you can find us there. And uh, if you need probably, our Probably Gmail, more on Instagram, though. Huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. IG is our main one. And um, 
Yeah, if you, if you need our Gmail, it's spreadthedreadpodcast at gmail.com. Got a single shout-out this week. This is going to be to a brand-new Aussie dreadhead, Bugganabi boys. Uh, you guys have some competition, and that is Daniel. <laughs> I'm going to ask Correa. Correa. Not sure. Uh, he says, uh, and, uh, because uh, you, you, uh, we have apparently a lot of people in Australia uh-huh. who is, listen to us. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to do it in the fucking offensive accent. Hey, guys, Dan here from Australia. <laughs> Just thought I'd say good day, mate. He literally fucking put good day in there, by the way. G apostrophe D-A-Y mate exclamation point. Uh, loving the podcast. I only started listening last week, and they're fucking awesome, guys. Well, have a good one and keep up the awesome work. Thank you for that positive <laughs> message, Daniel. Yes. We will keep it up, and we definitely hope that you enjoy this brand new episode. So let's get right into it, Joe. Covering tortures and executions, part six. So we're going to kick this fucker off with death by boiling. Yeah, I, I'm going to venture a guess that that's pretty much just exactly what it sounds it, like, Joe. So tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, it's a method of execution in which a person is killed by being immersed in a boiling liquid. Hmm. Yeah, so. They didn't really come I, up with a cool one for that one. No, not really, but uh, it's still petrifying. Awful, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does get right to the point, to be yeah. fair. So there's no buildup, but. And like toes first, head first. Uh, I, that just sucks in general. I don't right, care. So I wasn't thinking of that. I was just, I don't know. I was thinking of like the way it is on Looney Tunes. Oh, God. Bugs would be in the cauldron. There's some and carrots. And they were slowly building yeah. the fire. And at first enjoying it, was, it at first. It was like a sauna for a little yeah. bit there. So, yeah, you could be right, though. That would, oh. Yeah. Oh, anyway, right, keep going with it. Yeah. Um, wasn't as common as other methods of execution, um, but boiling to death has been practiced in many parts of Europe and Asia, obviously. Um, do I'm the- gonna bet those like some inquisitions and crusades and shit were using some of this shit, yeah. especially in Europe. Yeah, just and then seeing this as part of like do the lengthy process, death by boiling is an extremely painful method of execution. So that that lends more to me, and just like yep, it's like an inch at a time. It feels like well, yeah, and I mean obviously if you're talking about like a a, a cauldron or pot or whatever the size to fit a human, that's gonna take a while to and a lot of wood and shit to bring to a boil just. So I would imagine that's going to be used to like prove a fucking point. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm like you catch it. Oh, and like, especially because like you go into the next bit, like they're not just doing it with water. Obviously, they're also even using oil and tar and tallow with a hook and pulley system. So they're oh. really over there, like taking their fucking time. And those different liquids, Jesus. Well, you're well, you're right with the with oh. the with the with the uh, hook and pulley system. That definitely that would imply like maybe even just dunking them dropping them in for like a few yeah. seconds then ratcheting them back up uh-huh. or like you said fucking oh uh, jesus and see i'm already not like a water person like i love the ocean <laughs> and shit like and it took but me up until i was like 30 person? yeah but i was like 30 years old before i could go over a goddamn bridge without fucking put my window down because i'm one of those freaks and like the idea of being boiled to death in a fucking liquid Holy, it just, it's over there strumming that goddamn same string. (laughs) I I feel I would have a heart attack before they really got to use it very well on me. But according to uh, Insight Crime, uh, of the 31,000 people killed by militants of Shining Path, which was a communist guerrilla group in Peru uh, between the 1980s and 2000s, some of them were actually murdered uh, by death by boiling. Uh, The government of Uzbekistan under uh, Islam Karimov has been alleged to have boiled suspected terrorists alive. Now, uh, in the U.S. Department of State documents from 2004, uh, the following is uh, written, in quote, During the year 2004, there were no developments or investigations in the following 2002 deaths in custody. Uh, Mirza Komo 
Evazov and uh, who Kushnudin Olimov, <laughs> members of Hizb Ut Tahrir. Oh God, I'm gonna get some. They're gonna have people are gonna get mad at me about this one. Yeah. Uh, who were tortured to death in Jaslik prison? You're about to disappear in, in, in Karakalpakstan. <laughs> resulted in extensive bruises and burns. Uh, the latter reportedly caused by immersion in boiling water. Okay, so they're they're essentially just saying that that was the last time that record recorded that that's been done gotcha okay okay um former isis commander abu abad al-raqawi referred to isis brutal execution methods among which was boiling prisoners alive in fucking engine oil yeah and uh quote some people were burned alive in oil engine oil uh they burned a wood on a fire for an hour before throwing the victim into boiling oil uh, it's the Tunisians who are responsible for that, end quote. And in the uh, 2010 documentary, El Sicario, Room 164, a mass Sicario interviewee claims that uh, some of the Mexican cartels boil those that are found to actually be working alive. Well, they, well, they will, uh, sorry, that were working for the police when they were alive. They would actually boil them in oil. Jesus. And, you know, I guess this is also um, kind of similar to where they they put those burning tires around somebody's neck, oh, the tire we, uh, necklaces. necklacing. We covered that. I can't remember in which one, but that was in one was of like the previous ones. like two or three, ones. but, like, that's kind of, for me, too, is, like, the idea of being tarred or anything would be resemblant to having a fucking, tie, you know, burning tire around your throat. So let's move on uh, to our next, well, this is a device um, yeah. definitely used for torturing. Uh, the instep borer. Now, the instep borer was a medieval German instrument of torture that externally, it looked like kind of like an iron boot. Uh, it was hinged to permit the free insertion and removal of a bare foot. A crank project, uh, a crank projected from the housing like it was over the instep. Uh, it was concealed like a long, thick, serrated iron blade. Grooved so as to inflict maximum damage. Hold on, and promote liberal <laughs> blood flow. Okay, I kind of, I kind of stuttered on that when I feel like a little bit because I was just sitting there trying to be like, I'm trying to imagine it. So I'm, I'm thinking like an inside out ice skate is what I'm hearing. Well, it's I've seen images of it. Well, well, drawings of it. Oh. Um, and I mean, yeah, it looks like an iron boot, and it's got an apparatus above it that allows you to I you know kind really of put pressure the on the up. top or there's like huh <laughs> i really should have looked the picture up for this one <laughs> no I, well when we were gonna when i was sending you images to help design yeah. you know the artwork for it and everything like that the, they were all like low resolution okay like you know what i'm saying like they were kind of smallish and things like that so i couldn't find like a good decent high quality image free image of what this thing was but you can easily google search it to look at it okay. um now Turning the crank slowly, advance the blade into the boot, punching a hole through the center of the instep. Oh. So it was gonna, it's gonna puncture through that. So for a while before it punctures, you're getting the pressure of it as it's getting cranked down into you, which is again building a shitload of anxiety and anticipation. That ugh, I wouldn't want to be fucking. Oh my god, dude! Like what some of these people came up with. Oh Jesus! The resultant wound was so large that it was not unusual for the prisoner. Okay, so we're doing torture and execution here. It was not unusual for the prisoner to die of toxemia. Yeah. Soon after that. Uh, that which is interesting. They choose that because that's actually considered preeclampsia, toxemia. Oh okay. Yeah. So okay, that's interesting. I'm not sure how that would uh interrelate but 
Um, they said it's likely the Iron Maiden of Nuremberg or uh, Eisner Jungfrau. The instep bore is more reflective of the myth than of reality. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I, didn't, I didn't find like pictures of it. And if mm-hmm. it was, I'm sure they were, you know, someone trying to build like a replica of it for like a fucking museum or something. But everything yeah. I saw was basically looked like hand drawn pictures. Or letting their imagination go. Like, I can't, I'm over here like, okay, <laughs> is that an inside out fucking ice skate? Okay. Yeah, kind of. We all have the knife that drops down from the middle of it, basically. It's basically oh. got kind of like a, like almost like kind of a fucking structure around it. That allows for it to bore that knife down into, you know, it's a thin metal boot. I got so. tough feet, but that's the perturbed The top me. of your feet. Nobody's no, tops. Exactly. No one's feet's fucking tough. Yeah, dude. no, exactly. You got tough top feet. I want to fucking meet you, <laughs> fucking freak. Uh, the only standard source that mentions it, which the Library of Congress attributes to Richard Sayre, uh, even though that author's name appears nowhere on the work, claims to be based upon the Earl of Shrewsbury's exhibit of devices from the Royal Castle of Nuremberg, uh, that traveled the world uh, after 1890. Uh, now, that catalog, Joe, uh, fu- uh, fully annotates the Earl's collection of more than 1,000 pieces, including dozens of, like, feet squeezers and iron boots uh, that, uh, that variously and, you know, in really fucked up manners, tortured feet. Uh, this some is of a them- guy who had a foot fetish, is what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, well, he had an old school fucking foot. I mean, it's not just feet. This dude's not over there like beating off to someone tickling a woman's foot with a feather. You wow. know, he's got some real fucked up feet. I mean, but a goddamn catalog of everything that you can do to feet. Like he was like an old school set of masochist, right? Well, there. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I guess if it's work, you gotta you gotta love what you do. <laughs> but fucking hell, uh, yeah. Now it, it, they would torture the uh, his devices that he had would torture the feet, uh, but some of them would would. Uh, also mess with the legs with like screws and qu- uh, cranks, wedges, burrs, spikes, uh, teeth, hot coals, fire, any other fucked up thing you could think that could fucking wound the leg in any kind of way. He probably had a yeah, fucking that, device that, that could do That sounds more it. like a sexual fetish, like they have that much of a collection. <laughs> Just saying. I mean... I mean, if you can get more than one use out of your tools, you know, fucking, you know, times probably got tough back then, too, like we have now. So, you know, again, if it works, it works. All right. Next one, motherfuckers. Keel hauling. I said that right. That's Yeah, that is <laughs> okay. right. Goddamn nasty pirates. A form of punishment and potential execution once given out to sailors at sea. Um, the sailor was tied to a line loop beneath the vessel. Oh, my God. Thrown yes. overboard on one side of the ship and drug under the ship's keel. God damn. Uh, oh, my God. Fresh scratches and fucking salt. Like, what, what about and barnacles? And, yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. The fresh scratches against. That's what I'm talking about. Like the Dude, cuts and you shit. Are gonna, you're just you can get, get laced. Bad. Yeah. You're going to be like a fucking steak knife through it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, from one side to the other on the length of the shift from bow to stern, the common, uh, what is that say? Supposition. Supposition God, shit. Zoom in on your phone. I know, right? Notes. I know. God, time for some new glasses I need, again. No, I need sleep. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zuzu. <laughs> yes. Um, is that Kilhawn amounted to a sentence of either death by extreme torture or minimally a physical trauma likely to permanently maim? Wow, yeah, it's, that's well, yeah. bad. Well, I mean, oh, I guess God. considering how many times you made them go the loop. No, I mean, it, yeah, like, but like ugh. you were saying, the fucking barnacles, and they even mentioned fucking barnacles, other marine growth. Um, Keelhan would typically result in serious laceration, lacerations from which the victim would later suffer infection and scarring. 
Now that makes perfect goddamn sense because you know they didn't have ace or any kind of like clean technique. <laughs> They're probably no. spitting beer in a well, wound. Well, so. no, and I would imagine. I mean, you know, you're marked for life too. Yeah. You know, anybody oh, who's man. probably seen a keel hauling would know what that fucking scar looked like, roughly. Uh, if the victim was drugged slowly, his weight might lower him sufficiently to miss the barnacles, but this method would frequently result in his drowning. He's like, no, a fat boy can't swim. Like, He's like dead. You know, like, dude, I love the fact that like the big boy on there would be like, ha ha, they can't do that to me. And then like when they're trying to get his ass pulled up the other side, they ain't fucking getting him up in time and he ain't getting kill hauled. He's fucking left drowning. God damn. Fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> you damned if you damned if you don't in that situation. <laughs> um, there's also a risk of head trauma from colliding against the hull or the keel, especially the ship was in motion. Oh my well, God. duh. Yeah, like, dude, like, yeah. could you imagine that? Like, some fucking choppy waters that happening? That would fucking suck. Next up, we have the Iron Chair. Yet another one with not the most <laughs> imaginative of names. No, no. So, a torture device that has de- a several different variations depending on its origin and use throughout history um some of those names were the chinese torture chair the torture chair and the iron chair uh, yeah so three very non-imaginative names or i like they're like yeah it's got three names yeah it's and like very all, archaic. just one of them had yeah. china referenced in it yeah. the other ones were pretty much the fucking same thing um yeah it says it originates from europe's middle ages um but it had been used around the world in different ri- variations so i guess they decided to clump these three types together and said hey it's interesting that they show share some characteristics with one another right yeah but in all cases the victim was seated on several strips or plates of uh, brass and placed over an open flame and slowly roasted alive wow. uh, in some of the other variations the uh, victim culprit prisoner whoever the fuck woman who tried to vote or did a math problem right back then oh my God. I mean who <laughs> whoever they did they would just slowly push them you know closer and closer to the flame so again it's it's like you were talking about with death by boiling yeah. It is something that is, they're not going to just do straight away. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> I mean, they could fucking burn for you at flavor. the stake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they clearly would burn people at the stake plenty. So this was, again, something that was used to prove a point. The number of, um, all right, so now, sorry, other versions of this chair had the addition of like small, sharp spikes, which lined the back seat, armrest, and leg rest. So think like an Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, that you've yeah. seen, or the, the fucking, ch- the chokey that the trunch bull had in Matilda. <laughs> yeah. With all the fucked up, like, railroad spikes in them. You know, oh, my God. Let me choke. I love that movie. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and sometimes... Now, the, has it ever made you wonder that when, like, people, like, because medieval, you think of, like, there were probably, like, times of feast, types of famine. Does it make you ever wonder if, like, cannibalism born from, like, somebody else seeing somebody else <laughs> burning alive boiling or burning and, and like, like i'm hungry enough fuck, to do it that smells decent yeah like, so what are we gonna do with them afterwards yeah <laughs> i want yeah i've always wondered that you know waste not want night <laughs> very fucking mrs love it from sweeney todd from you uh, here's a quote it was common to have a victim strapped to the chair watch the torture of another victim before that would happen to them. Uh, it was mostly used in a psychological way to, uh, you know, try to get confessions out of people, you know, by making them fucking watch other people, you know, suffer and die. Uh, but although it would bring about a very slow and painful death, it was probably used more symbolically. With this thing in front of you, the chances are that you would quickly comply with your captors. So, Joe, uh, take us to our next uh, form of, uh, well, 
Well, yeah, this one is definitely a torture and execution <laughs> yet again. Uh, immurement. Okay, yes. Uh, it's a form of imprisonment, usually until death, in which a person is sealed within an enclosed space with no exits. Yeah, walling them motherfuckers up. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is horrible. Um, this includes instances where people have been enclosed in extremely tight confinement, such as within a coffin. <laughs> oh, this is like when people get bricked into walls and shit. Right, okay. right, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I never knew the term for it. I honestly, I don't think I knew. I so it's a I prettier listen- word, immurement, than what getting like well, just buried alive. Well, yeah, <laughs> and like so, like you know the 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 hardcore band I listen to, Immure. Mm-hmm. They spell it with an e, um, and like with two e's or whatever. But it, it comes from that, and I remember knowing that, but I did not. I don't think I looked it up at the time I learned that. And so when I was doing these notes, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I didn't know that that's what it was for. It was basically walling somebody up. Um, When used as a means of execution, the prisoner is simply left to die from starvation or dehydration. This form of execution is distinct from being buried alive, in which the the, most people wouldn't think that they were going to starve, but it is asphyxiation because of the pressure of all the dirt that's on top of them. Am I right there, Mrs. Nurse? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So the... Asphyxiation comes from just the, um, eventually just running out of air. So they are still back there breathing. We're well, breathing a lot or being buried alive. Yeah, you have the additional pressure. Yeah, and it makes it even harder. Well, and also, same I as would like imagine, concrete. Right. You know? Well, concrete or dirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine too that if you if you weren't like in a coffin for say, if you were just in a fucking hole with dirt on you, any time that you are, uh, what you know. When your chest is actually like, you know, flexing inwards mm. when you're breathing out and stuff, would that not give slowly over time the sand or yes. whatever would be you yes. know, going further and further yes. down so you'd yeah. be able to not take as deep of breaths afterwards, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Oh, God damn it. I just didn't need the visual. <laughs> well, give, well, tell us about what happened to the women in the Roman Empire. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, they were vestal versions virgins faced oh god life entombment as oh, yeah. punishment when they found when they were found guilty of breaking their chastity vows uh-huh. god damn uh, it was also been well established as a punishment of robbers in persia even into the early uh 20th century some ambiguous evidence exists of immurement as a practice of coffin type confinement in mongolia <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah, of course mongolia is going to figure out a way to join in on the fun right yeah i mean if you've ever seen videos of that place there's a lot of nothing fucking there so uh i would imagine that could be fucking entertainment for the <laughs> you know i don't know who knows when you're just fucking surrounded by nothing but wild horses and fucking just plains just, and mountains just old laws you know oh we thought this was know. still a I punishment <laughs> i honestly to this day don't know if mongolia actually has a functioning form of government because every uh, time I'm, no, no, I'm sure either. they do I'm being a dickhead <laughs> but I'm just saying like every time you see them on like travel channels it looks like they're just in the middle well that's of the only thing I've ever watched of Mongolia so I just like I don't know what are they running about Russia at this point I don't fucking know <laughs> no, they're like they're kind of like Russia's ball sack I think if I'm geographically placing them correctly on the map which I may not be but they, they certainly seem to be hanging out around the anus side of Russia's uh, <laughs> Russia's fucking place on the map incidents of immurement rather than elements of continuous traditions are attested or alleged from numerous other parts of the world as well and some of these notable instances are as follow instances of immurement as an element of massacre within the context of war or you know revolutions and things like that are have also been you know uh, reported and things of that nature entombing live persons as a type of human sacrifice has also been reported 
for example, as part of a grand burial ceremonies that in some other cultures. That doesn't sound grand at all. Why the fuck? That's that's some faulty language right there, grand burial ceremonies. Dude, like, that doesn't sound like a grand old time. No, and I, <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, like, that's one other fucking thing. I mean, you're already about to die. You're already about to not know what the fuck's about to happen to you. But right before you find out what you were never going to fucking know until you died... Mm. We're going to let you fucking just chill down there for a little oh. bit and fucking slowly crush you with fucking dirt until you actually fucking pass on. Um, it's as a as a motif in legends and folklore, many tales of immurement exist. Um, it's a prominent form of capital punishment, but it's a use of type of human sacrifice to make buildings sturdy has many tales attached to it as well. So that's interesting. So like before, <laughs> like, like, like curse thing or no, like, like instead of like. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, okay, instead of like a bottle of wine on a new vessel, like, like okay, uh, we're going to entomb this fucker over here. It's going to be a grand old that? time. Like if somebody's fucking house fell and they're like, ah, how many skeletons do you have in the basement? Yeah, no, they're like, no. what the fuck are you talking? None. <laughs> That's your problem right there. <laughs> you, that thing wasn't structurally prepared. As for remains, um, they'd been t- uh, found from time to time and they found behind walls and in hidden rooms and on several occasions actually had been asserted to be evidence of such sacrificial practices or of such a form of punishment. And finally, we're going to talk about the breaking wheel, dreadheads. Now, I found quite a bit of fucking <laughs> info on this one, so fucking strap in. The breaking wheel or execution wheel, also known as the Catherine wheel or just simply the wheel, uh, was a torture method used for public execution primarily uh, in Europe um, all the way up until the Middle Ages and into like some of the early modern periods uh, by which they would break bones of a criminal uh, or use it to bludgeon them to death. I don't know. I guess they're just fucking uh, rolling them or fucking swinging it at them. Let's go further and find out. The practice was abolished in Bavaria in 1813 and then the electorate of Hesse in, or Hesse, sorry, in 1836, the last known execution by the wheel took place in Prussia in 1841. Now, I have to ask, where the fuck's Prussia? Oh, good Lord, don't give me a history lesson, Joe. They said 1841. <laughs> who fucking, I'm sure if someone fucking, I know somebody probably fucking knows that who's yeah, listening know. to this, so feel free to fucking and, comment or yeah, whatever. But and make me feel stupid. That's cool. Yeah, that's no. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We knew what, B- what Bavaria was. One out of three. <laughs> Not bad. Um, in the Holy or Roman Empire, it was a mirror punishment for highwaymen and street thieves and was set out in the... Oh, Sash and Spiegel for murder and arson that resulted in fatalities. Damn, that's a hell of a word. Okay. Right? Those convicts. That sounds mean. I know. <laughs> that sounds way more ominous than even the wheel. Yeah. Or, or the yeah. breaking wheel. I'd be like, call it the breaking wheel. That sounds better. Those convicted as murderers and or robbers be executed by the wheel, sometimes termed to be wheeled or broken on the wheel, would be taken to a public stage, scaffold site, and tied to the floor. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. So oh, this wait, is I one mean, of those public good, ones. It's uh, a good absolutely. old public one. Not, come on now. You're not just going to keep that to yeah, yourself. This is too I mean, entertaining. we we got to show it with the townspeople. Right. They talk about bread and circus. Like, this is the fucking circus part <laughs> of it. And, yeah, dude, and I mean, you always see it. Like, it was a big fucking thing. Like, bring the kids. Bring a picnic basket and a fucking blanket. We're going to mm-hmm. break some motherfuckers you on the wheel today. guys got some rotten, you know, vegetables one fruit go ahead and throw it out yeah, like, oh, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the execution wheel was typically a large wooden spoked wheel the same as what was used on a wooden transport card or carriage um often with an iron rim 
Sometimes it was uh, purposely modified with a rectangular iron thrust attached and extending blade-like from part of the rim. Now, the primary goal of the first act of it, uh, sorry, the first act was the, like, you know, just fucking, fucking the motherfucker's body up. Yeah. Uh, Not death. That wasn't what they were trying to do here. Uh, Therefore, the most common form would start with breaking the leg bones. Um. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Because you know it was like shins. You know what I'm saying? It was tender ones. They weren't just popping oh, the knee out of socket and shit, fucking assholes. I was just thinking, like, even the misery shit. Like, oh, oh fucking God. hobbling? Yeah. Oh, that might need to make it onto this list if it has. Watch, we've probably already covered that, and somebody's going to point it out, and fucking, I'm going to look like a terrible, <laughs> terrible host. I was going to say, we're both going to look really bad. <laughs> uh, to this end, the executioner dropped the execution wheel. Oh, I was right. On the shin bones of the convicted person. And this wor- and wow. then worked his way up to the arms. So now here, rhythm and uh, rhythmic and num- uh, numerous beatings were prescribed in each case. So it wouldn't often just break it right the fuck away. Oh. So you know what I'm saying? They had to keep fucking flailing on you. Thus the iron rim, as you had mentioned earlier, on this wheel to fucking successfully break your shit. Uh, sometimes um, the uh, the number of spokes on the wheels, uh, sorry, they would also use the spokes on the wheels to try to do it as well. To increase its effect, often sharp-edged timbers were placed oh, under the convict's God joints. God damn. Later, there were devices in which the convicted person could actually be harnessed. Uh, although not commonplace, the executioner could be instructed to execute the convicted person at the end of the first act by aiming for, like, a neck or a heart when they were slamming shit down. So, you know, try to break their neck or cave in their chest and shit like that. Now, Joe, tell us about the second act of what was the tradition, as is tradition, for the breaking wheel. Uh, The body was braided into another wooden spoke wheel, which was possibly through the broken limbs or tied to the wheel. So, they're just kind of... this Like, threaded... (laughs) It's like a, it. Think about a spaghetti noodle starting to get like twined around like a pencil. It looks like what happens yeah, when you, it looks like what happens when, when they take their hands out of those Muppets' asses. <laughs> just fucking, you know what I'm saying? You could do whatever you want to, or like that meme of like someone throwing a Kermit doll off the roof. Like that's what it is. They just fucking oh. spaghetti armed and legged, and they oh, thread them through so that shit. Terrible. The wheel was then erected on a mass or pole like a crucifixion. Oh. Oh, that's just god awful. After this, so then, yeah. So then you've you've got the fucking your body weight on these, on all of those fucking brakes bro- that allowed you yes. to fucking let, like tied to the wheel. Yes, oh. yeah, yeah. And after this, the executioner was permitted to decapitate or gur up the convicted if need be. Oh, thank God. Yeah, thanks for just waiting until then. Well, yeah, but now Talking sometimes, medieval shit. sometimes <laughs> fire would actually be like you know kindled under the wheel. Um, and then sometimes, so like, you know, they would basically hang them up on a stake and then light a fire under them. Or, just or sometimes they would just fire. fucking, while they were on the wheel, before they would, they would just chuck them on the wheel, mind you, like wrapped up all fucking puppet arm style on this wheel, just onto a fucking fire and let that be the end Marshmallow of them. Marshmallow over a flame. Just go ahead. Dude, right? Like fucking that wasn't enough already. Oh my God. Uh, so since the body remained on the wheel after execution... Uh, this was actually was allowed uh, allowed them sometimes for scavenging animals, uh, you know, birds, decay, um, and w- also they would kind of have like a sacral function beyond the death, 
whether it was some sort of like meaningful sacrifice type thing, or again, another way to fucking scare the living shit out of anybody yeah, not who fucking that, saw yeah. what was after him. And they were like, holy fuck, I don't know how he's tied to that <laughs> wheel like that, where his head is, and why these fucking things are eating him after he's clearly been burned. But fuck this town, we ain't stopping here. Yeah, but no, there's like also mentioned that like if, the, you know, it's preventing the body from being able to like pro- pro- process to like the next stage. Oh, the especially next if you phase. had like a reincarnation, like yeah, religion yeah, because the body's like not that. put yeah. to rest, so it's being left out there. Like that's really fucked up, and it, <sighs> I think even on the level of even shaming family names that way too. You think oh, about I mean, it. I'm sure if your fucking son was wheeled, yeah. everyone in the fucking town knew it. Um, now, if the convict fell from the wheel while still alive, or the execution failed in some other way, uh, such as the wheel itself broke, or uh, you know it fell from there, uh, like if they if they raised it up and it fell off, even with the guy on it, it was actually interpreted as God's intervention. God, no! Fucking kill what me! What the fuck? Fucking kill me! Oh my! Oh, uh, there exists. Uh, Images of saved victims of the wheel, and there's literature on how best to treat such the state injuries. Yeah, the votive, like the candles you see when you Uh, go into that certain aisle at your grocery store where it's got like the Virgin Mary and like a St. Paul or something on there. There's some saints that this was done to. And like that's that's how they that's how they idolize them. That's like how they fucking depict them. Like I'm like holy. That was sh-. their sacrifices to go through. Right. That. And no one's. They got there. martyred. I guess everyone's like, what did he fucking do? And they're like, Jeez oh, child, sit down and let me tell you a story. So the survival time after being wheeled or broken could be extensive. Accounts exist of a 14th century murderer who remained conscious for three days after undergoing the punishment. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. In 1348, during the time of the Black Death, a Jewish man named Bona dies, underwent the punishment, and the authorities stated he remained conscious for four days and nights afterwards. Uh, In 1581, uh, the possibly fictitious German serial killer Christman, oh my fucking God, that last name. Jennifer Taniga. Do that again. Jennifer Tyniga. Sure, that sounds good. And luckily, I don't have that name again in these fucking notes. Uh, that guy <laughs> remained conscious for nine days on the breaking wheel before expiring, uh. having been deliberately kept alive with quote strong drink. So I'm, I'm imagine I, you can't. I can't imagine that that would if they were trying to like. Oh my god, would that be like alcohol? Would that help so. keep someone alive if it was stout enough, I guess? I don't know. Just giving them coffee? <laughs> I don't know if they had coffee them, back then. I don't know. Just giving them just a stimulant? I don't know. Who fucking knows when they... I mean, it's just in quotes, strong drink. Yeah. Uh, alternatively, the condemned were uh, spread eagle and broken on a saltire, which is a cross consisting of two wooden beams nailed in an X shape. Some of you fucking S&M freaks out there, <laughs> you know, isn't that called like the St. Andrew's cross? Yeah, St. Andrew's cross. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you know what we're fucking talking about with your little X marks the spot fucking basement <laughs> parties. Um, after which the victim's mangled body uh, would then be displayed on the wheel. All right, Joe, so let's close it out mm-hmm. by doing what we do. You've got to pick one that you would prefer the most and one that you would prefer the least. So go first. Okay. What is, what is, what is your most? Uh, no, no. The one that I cannot like. Oh, so you want to do least first? Yeah, Amirment. Yo. Yeah. 
That that fucks me up. Well, Married okay, alive. so is it? So is it the? Because I know, like, you don't like tight spaces, but no. not all of them involve tight spaces. So is it more or less like also two being just kind of fucking left to like starve and thirst to death? Yeah, like I'd feel the walls closing on myself. Like it wouldn't matter if it was behind a wall or inside a fucking box. It was it eventually it's gonna feel like it's around my neck. See, that's crazy. I figured you would have picked keel hauling. Because you're not a big fan of water as it is. Yeah, I'm not. But, like, yeah, the mirrorment, that freaks me out. I think that's even, like, my whole thing with going over bridges. Like, the idea of being confined in a space as right. it tightens around you. I th- I think I would have to... Uh, mine's going to be a tie. And the only reason is because I think they're fairly similar. And that is the iron chair or death by boiling. I death really don't boiling. like the fucking idea of being cooked alive. Like, and again, with like the iron chair, they, they would basically kind of roast you from underneath. So, I mean, again, this is, this is going to be boiling or not. Like this is going to take way longer. And I guess, I I don't know, like, oh my God. Cause I just think there's so many ways that they could, they could prolong it. Yeah. That especially the boiling one or any of the other ones, they could just lift the fucking chair up. That fuck no. Oh. In the instep bore. That'd be your most weight, favorite way to go. Yeah. I think too. Yeah, because at least I have a chance at living, you know, if I don't end up fucking bleed out, you know? Well, yeah, because, like, the breaking wheel, the only way that you get to fucking live is if you, when they raise you up off the ground so that your after body weight makes it way been more, broken. Yeah, after, yeah, your body weight makes all the fucking injuries fucking hellaciously worse. In the event that the wheel falls, which is going to be a tremendous amount of pain when you fall, they consider that that God intervened and showed you love. And I don't know if you can fucking survive being that broken up. Yeah, that's no. I, I don't mean, think I want to heal from treat that. Your You're not going to heal right. It's not like, like they had guys back then. This fucker, <laughs> this fucker is going to if he ends up living through it, he ain't he's going to heal look right. Like yeah, he's going to have like five different limbs. He's going to basically be directions. making yeah, he's going to be he's going to be looking like the walk like the Egyptian dance. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's kind of the move I was doing. I couldn't convey right. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your least wanted one you said would be immurement. Yeah. Uh, being walled up. Mine, I'm going to give it a tie between the iron chair and boiling alive, or, bo- or boiling to death, or death mm-hmm. by boiling. And we both would prefer the instep borer yeah. the most. I think that that makes sense. And uh, so feel free, guys, to make sure that you comment and everything and uh, let us know what your most desired way to go would be. And what your fix least our one pronunciation. Would be. We're always open to that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, For all the facts we butchered, feel free to do that. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode, episode 45, Tortures and Executions, part six. Thank you all so much for uh, all of the uh, all the love you guys have been giving us. Um, A big shout out again to uh, what the fuck was his name? I closed it. Oh, God. The fuck is that fucking Aussie's fucking name that I fucking (laughs) called out at the beginning? Daniel, thank you for being an awesome dreadhead. Uh, Don't forget, if you want some free stickers, Make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Screenshot that shit. Send it to us, preferably on IG, but we'll do it on Facebook or Gmail as well, along with your mailing address, and we'll send you some free five-star Super Spreader stickers. And if you haven't received any probably in the last, like, two weeks, uh, I I guess reach out to us. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I do know that uh, we've we've got to send out a, a couple of them probably this upcoming weekend, so it'd be a good time if you can get them out. 
We'll be able to fucking drop them in the mail this weekend. Um, And don't forget to tune in on Friday for a brand new Fright Flick, Fuck, Mary Kill. We'd prefer it on BitChute and or YouTube where you can see the video, but the audio only will be up on all the podcasting apps that you listen to us on. We're going to be covering the brand new movie, All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. I do not think you are going to want to miss this one. Joe, in closing, what is the fucking most dreadful website (laughs) on the internet? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Yeah. Yes, and as Joe loves to say, just fucking go there. Everything's fucking there. You can find it. Just do it. (laughs) And that's the absolute truth. So let's go ahead and close as we do by saying I'm John. And I'm Joe. And look, it fucking sucks out there. No matter where you live, you leave the dread to us. Make sure that you stay positive, stay powerful, and stay full of pride. And no matter what you're doing... Get out there and wreck that shit. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?